0: And we welcome you in to the Wells Fargo Center for the official Philadelphia Soul pregame show right here on Bob Long Sports. It's Bob Long and Rob Stott. Happy to have you joining us. And, Rob, it's an opportunity here for the Philadelphia Soul. They're taking on a Portland Steel team that is 0-2 on the season, an opportunity to make things right
1: after a tough loss at home in the home opener last week right here at this very building. Yeah, Bob, last week was a bit rougher the soul coming out sort of flat in their home opener, something you don't expect uh, early on, you know, your first game in front of the fans, in front of your home fans. Uh, you don't expect to come out flat, but they did. But like you said, this is an opportunity against the soul team. That's 0-2. Um, two very different looks they gave in their first two games, though. First game of the season getting blown out. Uh, they're 80-28. to 80-28, uh, and, and then having a game come down to the wire uh, last week. Um, so it, it, it's a matter of what team comes out, but you know it's still a, a young steel team here from Portland that is coming off of as well. They were in Orlando last week. That's right. Uh, so so this is their second trip out from the east, out to the east coast. So uh, an opportunity to perhaps pounce on on what could be a tired Portland Steel uh, roster here. Yes, yeah, so you mentioned the steel zero and two, the
0: sole one and one this year. That loss came last week in the home opener. Against the Jacksonville Sharks, and now an opportunity with a win here today to hoist themselves right back into the conversation, at two and one, and right there in the American Conference. We'll first take a look back at last week—an eighteen-point loss and a game that the soul want to forget. But again, lots to learn from in games like that. Let's hear from the head coach, Clint Doleselle. Didn't
2: play well. I mean, we didn't execute. Uh, make plays that for us. We're just a little off. I mean, bottom line, we came out flat, which is unbelievable for our home opener. Um, I think we were more thinking instead of playing football. You know, that's, that's in week, you know, basically five for us. We, we, we should be playing by now. We're doing too much thinking.
3: Did you talking about Darius Reynolds'
2: performance today, four touchdowns. Uh, I mean, that was, that's arena football. I mean, he's supposed to have four touchdowns, uh, you know, He's a good football player, bottom line. Once he gets the ball in his hands, he, he's as good as they are. Um, so we gotta figure out a way to get in there more.
1: What was it about their offense that was, seemed so hard to stop?
2: Um, you know, Hills is a big receiver. We were I think we were a little too close to him at times and, and they allowed him to push off a lot. And you know, that's some on us too. We gotta make adjustments and, and move off a little bit and make him play in space.
1: Were you seeing the referees were letting one more things go tonight?
2: Mm, at times, and then at times it didn't. So, you know, that, that's part of it. We, we know not to put in the referee's hands, and that's our fault. So, you know, we just didn't execute. That's bottom line. We didn't play well.
1: Have you ever seen one of those calls, the pass interference calls, on both receivers? Have you ever seen anything like that?
2: Yeah, that's pretty lame. I mean, you know, it, <laughs> make a call. I don't care if it goes against us. Make a call. Don't, 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 don't do a bell out. You know, there was several bell out stuff tonight that happened. And, you know, they're, they're, it's their second week too. So, they're, they're, they're cleaning things up as well. The referees had a. I think they had a rough night just as bad as we did.
0: You move forward in a short week now. What's the process going to be like to prepare for your next? We well, welcome here? it.
2: Get back on the field as fast as possible. You know, uh, we got a few bumps and bruises, but nothing serious. I don't think so. Uh, we're, we're glad to get back after 10 days before, you know, between our last game. That was entirely too long. We, we were ready to get going. And, um, I think it was almost like a bye week. We came out a little flat and like it. So, um, you know, um, we welcome it.
1: Would you say delay off had an effect on your team tonight?
2: Um maybe more so because it's early in the season, where if that would happen late we'd have been cherishing those, you know, extra days off for rest, but you know, we were we were ready to go. So yeah, I probably didn't help out. Uh, you know, it was hard to get in the rhythm in the way we played. A Couple of looks by
3: Dan on some checks out, just talk about his performance a little bit and then- yeah he was
2: that? he was a little off tonight um, just behind receivers on, on a few things uh, you that know, resulted in a few tip balls pick um, late to the sale route which you know was uh, the second pick um, you know, i think he was just a little off too I and mean, we, we moved some receivers around so it's not totally on him you know adjusting to the new receivers at, at different positions um, it'll take a little bit i mean I'm not concerned I, I, we look forward to playing them again.
3: They did up the screen passes pretty well in the fullback delay, tight end screen. Just talk about that play a little bit and why it wasn't really working.
2: For us or them? For you. For us. Um, I-, I thought our run game was pretty solid. No, no, no the tight end screen. Uh, just, I mean, they played it pretty pretty good. I mean, they, You know, Adam caught, broke the record last year, so he's going to get a lot of attention. He's going to get spied. He's going to get clamped on. So that's part of it. Take a shot.
1: You mentioned the run. Obviously, there was more of a focus on it this week. As opposed to last week It's had- just
2: kind of how things go. I mean, there'll be games where he has four or five touchdowns. There'll be games where he has, you know, none or he doesn't rush the ball. Just last week, they put no pass pressure on us, so we just threw the ball. There's no sense running it when they're not getting close to us. And tonight we mix it up a little bit, and it looked good. I was pleased with the run game. Something
0: specific you saw in their defensive scheme that opened up to, you know, the guard pulling a little well,
2: bit? No, it's not so much that. Again, it's kind of like you're, that run is basically a short pass for us. It's slowing the pass rush up. We're trying to make them think about other things besides just rushing the quarterback. So, you know, we, we hope they hit for big plays, but we'll take two or three yards in there too. That's that's just as important as the quick string play.
0: And there you have it. So that is Clint Dolzell, the head coach of the Philadelphia Soul, and his comments after the 59-41 to loss in their home opener against the Jacksonville Sharks, the National League opponents. Now, Rob, a couple things to dissect there. First of all, a little bit of context for the comment that you actually asked. That was your question about the pass interference on both sides. It was a fourth down play. Philadelphia soul on defense they break up a play in the end zone two flags come flying there's a lot of hand-to-hand combat throughout and that was a big turning point in that game Rob put them up a couple of touchdowns and made it tougher so at that point then the referees call pass interference offense pass interference defense those penalties offset they replay the down and wouldn't you know it they go and score that touchdown so it's uh that was one of the comments he made and wanted to provide some context beyond it but you had another takeaway I believe from that press conference
1: yeah I mean it was uh back to to coach Dolzell talking about Dan Radabaugh uh he was getting asked about sort of his performance throughout that game uh something we didn't notice and we didn't get a chance because we were off the air at that point it was after the game but um you saw those, or, uh, you saw Ball walking around the field. It sort of had a, a bit of a gimp to him. Yeah, very um, noticeable. And, you know, didn't look completely healthy. We didn't get a chance to look at him uh, prior to talking to Coach, so we didn't get to, uh, a chance either to ask about it. Uh, but we, we did sort of get here early enough to see what was going on. Uh, you didn't hear much about it throughout the week, but, um, you know, you notice prior to the start of this game here, uh, even reps for for Ball. Uh, and back up uh, Collins. Yes. So, um, you know, it, it's still to be seen who actually comes out and starts this game. I'd imagine it's Rattable if he can go, uh, but I, it, it's something definitely to keep an eye on throughout this game. Could be a, a huge impact if, you know, the reigning uh, AFL Player of the Year MVP is, is unable to go. That's right. And, again, this
0: is something we were looking for in either the uh, the – literature that's put out in the week leading up to the game nothing really about his status and he did look pretty good out there Rob so again that's going to be huge he really struggled in the last game through a lot of interceptions the Philadelphia Soul are actually now minus one in the total turnover margin over the course of the year and so you know that's clearly going to be a challenge on the other side of the field this Portland Steel team tied for the worst turnover differential in the entire league and You know, that's really what this game is going to come down to. On paper, you may look at this as a game that the Philadelphia Souls should win and maybe go running away with. However, two important things to say is, first of all, this SEAL team leads the league in uh, time of possession. So it's not like they're not making these drives. It's not like they're not providing opportunities to score. They had the time of possession. Again, it's a different animal in arena football versus the NFL as to what that value is, but combination of turnovers, and they're also the second most penalized team in arena football. So if there's discipline that can be shown today that we haven't seen in the first two games, I mean, this is a Portland Steel team that could walk away with a victory. Other thing, Rob, that game one was against the Arizona Rattlers, and the Rattlers look to be the best team in this league right now. So yes, it was a blowout, but Again, nothing to take lightly. This Portland Steel team can really play, and they're going to be led by quarterback Danny Southwick. Southwick went to Occidental College, and he's done a great job uh, this year, especially in their most recent game. It was a tight loss, 53-50 to against the Orlando Predators. But again, Southwick, a guy that can really sling it around the yard, and we're going to see uh, what he's able to do. And, Rob, he has quite the wide receiver core as well.
1: Yeah, you don't you don't want to take this any team lightly, you know, especially in such a short league where, uh, you know, there's only seven other opponents, counting yourself, eight teams in the league. So every game, as they say, is important. So you don't want to take any opponent particularly lightly. But yeah, the the steel do have. Uh, I mean, really, if you think about any roster in this league, wide receiver other than quarterback, wide receiver is going to end up being your, sure. your superstar, your superstar position in the AFL where they're slinging around the field. But um, I mean, up and up and down the the steel roster, you look at some guys you got. Jabin Sembraño, uh, Tom Gilson, Jared Perry, um, you know Tyrone Gord, a bunch of guys that are that are doing well for for Southwick and uh, you know doing a nice job ca- catching the ball and, and gaining yards. But like you said, it, it goes back to finishing drives for this team. If they can take care of the ball, don't turn it over, um, stay disciplined, and, and keep the laundry off of the field. Maybe maybe this ends up being closer than than it looks like it should be on paper, but. Uh, you know, once, once, once the ball's in play, we'll we'll have to see what happens. But like I said, with, a little bit earlier, what what uh, Portland Steel team decides to show up?
0: We'll go through the offensive starters for the Portland Steel. owen two out of the National Conference, and it's Danny Southwick as we said, the starting quarterback. Bryson Kelly, number thirty six, a fullback. Tom Gilson led all receivers in catches last week in that loss, fifty three to fifty. Again, a tough one, but this team was very, very close in that game. Gilson, a huge part. Jabin Sambrano, you mentioned him as well, and Jared Perry. Those are the three wide receivers. On the line, and Moreland, number 64, is a guard. Deverick Gallington, number 66, guard on the other side, and then the center, John Collins. The soul will trot out on defense. A lot of the same guys that we said last year, a pretty solid defensive unit, didn't have their best game last week, but Teddy Jennings will be on the end. Justin Lawrence, the nose guard. Jake Metz will be the defensive end on the other side. Wes Malia will be the Mac linebacker, and Joe Gooseby, the Jack linebacker defensive backs tracy belton dwayne hollis and Larico stevenson a lot of similar names and familiar faces on that defensive side of the ball for the philadelphia soul now the offense dan Radiball, he's listed as the game day starter listed number one on the depth chart today jeremy richardson he leads the arena football league in rushes and uh, in rushing yards with only 54 rob but a I guess a league leader is a league leader, is he
1: not? <laughs> That's the case. And yeah, as, you, as you heard in that clip with uh, Coach Dolzell, there, you know, it, it's it's very up and down. You don't know if, if a guy's gonna get many carries week to week, but you know he he's got his job and he's obviously doing it pretty well here. So, I've uh, got to congratulate him for that. And, and uh, <laughs> I'm sure they'll keep feeding him the ball and, and uh, help him maintain his position as you know a, a league leading rusher here in the AFL.
0: Here's a bit of a storyline for the Philadelphia Soul today, Rob, and that is the absence of Darius Reynolds in the depth chart. He is still obviously on the roster, but not even in the second tier, so whether that's an injury or or something else, he will not be playing. We will actually have our feature with him at the end of the show, and certainly uh, you hope that everything is okay with him and expect to see him back next week, but that will be our feature interview at the end. The wide receiver will be Harvey Binford, Ryan McDaniel, and Sean moku So, uh, again, Rob, your thoughts on that noticeable absence?
1: Yeah, that's a big a big name out of this lineup. You know, we, you go back to last week, um, his home debut as well, but also his his debut season in the city of Philadelphia here. You know, that's a, a name Coach Dolzell went out during the offseason, wanted to bring in a big name wide receiver. That, that was the position, you know, that he, throughout the offseason, said they felt like they were missing. Um, go and, and grab grab that big name and now to have him out just three games into the season, don't know for how long but that's something we'll have to look into but uh, yeah, I mean hopefully not an extended absence kind of deal but uh, a big deal nonetheless here today Wayne Tribune, the center
0: Neil Tivis, the guard and Keith Newell, he will be the tight end for the soul today the steel defense, Brandon Sassei number 91 the defensive end Bryson Kelly will be the nose guard one of the keys really stalwart and a guy that if he can get pressure on Radabaugh can make things difficult Dexter Davis on the other side the defensive end Robert Hayes will be the Mack linebacker Bryce Pila the Jack linebacker Mike McMillan, Tim Shelley Shelley one of the real keys and the best defensive back on this team as well as Sergio Gilliam and that is the starting offense and defense for the respective teams it's the Philadelphia Soul pregame show here on Bob Long Sports. We have smoke arising from the inflatable gray Philadelphia Soul helmet. The Soul mates, the dance team, ready to exit and onto the field. And the Soul will be right behind. The Soul wearing their gray uniforms. They have the blue trim, Portland steel, white uniforms, gray helmets. Should be a great matchup here this afternoon. And again, you are listening to the pregame show. We will take a break and come back on the other side. At that point, we'll continue to preview this matchup and leave you with our feature interview with wide receiver Darius Reynolds. L Mark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, L-Mark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. L-Mark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at LMarkSigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's LMarkSigns.com. 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. Elmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag makebetterhappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9-to-5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, Helping your businesses grow. Welcome to a raucous Wells Fargo Center as the Philadelphia Soul. Get ready to take on the Portland Steel and you are listening to the official pregame show of the Philadelphia Soul it's right here on Bob Long Sports and alongside me is my colleague Rob Stott. Rob you have a few factoids that I think are very clear cut deciders in how this game could go one way or the other and how these two teams have performed granted still early in the season but uh, these key factors could decide things.
1: Yeah it goes back to your point about you know on paper it looks like this should be a pretty clear cut matchup Uh, you know Obviously, it's just some stats. Two games into the season, you can put as much weight on them as you want. they still got to play the game. But if you're looking at the numbers, um, this is a game that should lean very heavily in favor of the home team, the the home Philadelphia Seoul here. Um, Seoul's scoring offense, they're number three in the league, putting up 55 points a game so far um, this season. Whereas on the other side of the ball, the Portland Steel are giving up 66 0.5 points in their two games this season that's ranked dead last in the league uh, and, and also um, you know so in, just in terms of points this looks like it, it favors the soul but interestingly enough total defense you know the, the total pass defense um, the soul are actually ranked first in the league only giving up 183 yards just over 183 yards a game whereas the soul offense uh, you know Dan, led by Ball, is leading the league in yards per game so that actually could be a a matchup to watch just this the sole offense going up against the steel defense uh which which appears to be you know a a pretty staunch unit and and able to stop opposing offenses this year even though it's it's an interesting stat you think about that you know they're giving up a lot of a lot of points per game but not many yards so it comes down maybe again to that that discipline and and uh taking care of the ball and things like that but um Again, it just seems a few numbers there that, that seem to favor the soul heading into this one. Rob, I think my key matchup is going to be the defense of
0: the Philadelphia Soul against the wide receivers of the Portland Steel. And specifically, I'm going to target Tom Gilson, the wide receiver for Portland, against Dwayne Hollis, the defensive back for the Philadelphia Soul. Gilson, like we said last week, led all receivers in touches. And uh, I think if Hollis is able to shut him down, especially from a perspective of being able to maybe grab some interceptions, minus seven in the turnover margin this year, the Portland steel that's been a real issue for them, and I think that's a key matchup. We'll now pause for the national anthem.
2: And now the Philadelphia Soul would like to honor all the men and women of the United States Armed Forces who have served and are now serving in the Middle East and throughout the world. Salute our nation's colors as they are presented by the Scouts from
0: Philadelphia Troops 303 and 5630, representing the 18,000 youth and families served by the Cradle of Liberty Council Boy Scouts of America. And at this time, please remain standing for the singing of our national anthem being performed tonight by Cook Wissahickon
2: Elementary and Stonehurst Hills Elementary School.
0: A beautiful rendition of the anthem. And now at this point, we will turn our attention to our player interview and our feature of the show, and that is Darius Reynolds. Rob, we had the opportunity to talk to Darius, and uh, a guy that really seems to be excited to be here, like we said, not in the roster, not in the depth chart today, won't be seeing time, but a guy that can really be dynamic on the field.
1: Yeah, they're going to, whatever the issue seems to be for today, hopefully it's, like we said, uh, Not something that holds them out for too long because, as we saw last week and also in the first game of the season, for those who were able to catch it, uh, you know, just a dynamic player and really a game changer, uh, someone that they need to have on the field. Um, You know, if they, they have aspirations of making it. To the arena bowl uh, and if they want to get there and have a chance of winning it that's a guy you're going to want on the field
0: so let's now go to that interview this is darius reynolds the playmaking wide receiver for the philadelphia soul uh it was great to play in front of this
3: fan fan base out here i think they're one of the top in the league you got ron jaworski
4: uh yelling over the wall so that kind of gets us uh, going
3: we got to put on a great show for him man he, he bleeds blue and, and we gotta we gotta beat it too so
0: how about getting passes from a guy like Dan Radiball, the, the reigning player of the year in this league? I've
3: been watching Phillies offense pretty much since I've been there in the Arena League, and, and they're always high high-powered offense. So they, they contacted me and said they feel like they could use me. And as soon as that happened, I, I contacted Dan, or Dan contacted me, and we just kind of tried to get on the same page early, even before camp. And uh, we get along very well, um, as, long as, as well as him and the other receivers. And uh, I think we're going to have a pretty good season this year.
0: This is Darius Reynolds on the Philadelphia Soul pregame show. And, Darius, as you move forward in the first couple games of the season, I mean, this is very much a feeling out process of where Philadelphia sits, where the rest of the league sits. At the end of the day, where do you think this team can be? Uh, I mean, right now it's
3: kind of early to tell. A lot of things can change in the arena. It's a long season. I think we got about 14 more games or however many. You never really know what's going to happen. Uh, I mean, we're, our goal is to win the arena Bowl, no matter who's suiting up, no matter who's playing. We just got to stay consistent and play Philly ball That's side.
1: What's it like having a coach like Clint who has come from the position where he played this game uh, and has that kind of experience to bring to, to the head coaching position? You see,
3: it's always hard to switch sides, but I think Coach Dozel does a great job. He still uh, stays in, in it with us. He's Pretty much like he's our, our quarterback too. He he's a great coach. He coaches us, but he also allows us to have fun. So that that's a great thing. You can respect a guy like that who's always going to show you respect no matter what's going on.
0: And and like I said, they've always had one of the best offenses. So you got to love what he does. Now taking your uh, bit off the field, uh, how did you get to where you are today? Uh, we'll start with where you went to school, and where where you played your college ball, and then how did you made your way to Philadelphia?
3: Um, I originally started. Well, I grew up in Virginia, played high school ball out there about three hours away from here. And then I went to a community college. Uh, I was also actually a quarterback, played out there in California for two seasons. <laughs> and then after those two years, I went to Iowa State, played receiver. I got a chance to go play with the Packers, but due to an x-ray on my wrist, I was uh, released. And then I, I started playing with Iowa, and uh, I, I didn't really do much in my first season. I think I came at the end of the season like two games. The next season I got hurt. And then 14, I had a pretty good season. I think I was like number two. And then after that, once Iowa decided to drop down to the IFL, because Dozel reached out to me about immediately. And he tried to get me last year, and I I thought San Jose was the best fit for me, and I think it worked out well. And then same situation, San Jose decides to drop out of Coach Dozell calls me again. It's mm-hmm. like, it's a second chance for <laughs> you to come to the soul. And I was like, I got to this time. So,
0: so how far past your quarterback playing days are you? Uh, in a pinch. I, I come on, day. Darius. In a I pin. throw every day. I
3: make sure I'm warm. I, I make sure Coach knows that if anything happens, I, I'm ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great stuff. Well, That's Darius, right. we appreciate the time. Uh, happy to have you on the pregame Thank show. You. And best of luck in the game. Thank
3: you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.
0: Appreciate it. There you go. That is Darius Reynolds, and that is our player profile here on the Philadelphia Soul official pregame show, and that's brought to you by L. Mark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design. Rob,
1: prediction time. What are your thoughts? What's the key, and then who wins? Uh, Key to this game is going to be, depending on what quarterback is under center for the soul, Uh, if it is Dan, um, you know, seeing him bounce back and, and take more care of the ball. You know, he, he's the reigning AFL MVP. Uh, he, he obviously earned that title for a reason, um, putting up sort of historic numbers for this sole team over the last year, uh, last few years since he's been here. Um, so seeing him bounce back and have a big game going up against this past defense um, that, that is leading the league. So seeing him take care of the ball I, I think is a big key. Um, and then prediction, if we're getting down to predictions i I think you know I'm gonna go with those numbers that i that I alluded to a little earlier with the the scoring offense the sole leading the league or I'm sorry top three in the league there and Portland being uh, the most scored against team so far this season so I think looking at those numbers i I'm gonna to lean towards the soul maybe not a blowout like I was saying at the top but let's go a little more conservative and by conservative i'm thinking like 67 to, <laughs> to 55 kind I, of game. I
0: love your conservatism rod <laughs> i tell you no one uh, no one would confuse you for a conservative <laughs> man let me tell you my key like i said i think it's going to be tom gilson the wide receiver for the steel versus dwayne hollis the defensive back of the philadelphia soul and whether they can get turnovers i do think that's the difference that was the difference in a union area a soul loss last week and i think that can be the difference in a soul win this week i have the soul winning the game and at this point now we'll send it to our colleagues at 97.5 the fanatic that's 975 on your radio dial or you can find them on the TuneIn app enjoy the game philadelphia soul portland steel is next and you've been listening to the official philadelphia soul pregame show on bob long sports